It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to another episode of the Steeler Sunday Night Q&A. My name is Jeremy Betts, and I'm excited to be here with you. Joined by my man, Daniel J at State of the Steel or State of Steelers, excuse me. How you doing, Daniel? What's going on? I'm, I'm doing great, man. Enjoying this long weekend. Looking forward yeah. to next weekend. It's finally here, man. Pittsburgh Steelers real football against a formal opponent. I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. That's the title of this show. It's getting real out here, Steeler Nation. We are getting down to actual business. By this time next week, we'll be talking about a, hopefully, Steelers W, but a Steelers game nonetheless. And we'll be talking about how this offense looked that we've been waiting to see in real-time action all year long. If they can carry over some of what we saw from training camp and the preseason into a, a big game right off the bat. This is... This is a contender on the NFC side for the Super Bowl uh, right out of the gate. This is the third year in a row, pretty much, that the Steelers have jumped out against uh, you know an actual Super Bowl contender. The last two, they've come away victorious. Can they do it a third year? Danny, how are you feeling about this week of preparation the Steelers got going on before game time? I'm, 
I like it. I think that the Steelers are still a little bit of a dark horse uh, amongst most of the uh, you know NFL talking heads that obviously aren't you know watching or following Pittsburgh Steelers all full time, right? And yeah. you know, I think this is a good opportunity for the team to go out there and show that you know they have progressed, that they have made that leap forward. You know, a lot of attention is going to be on Kenny Pickett and seeing if he's also made that jump. I've liked what he's done in preseason up to this point. All he's done is put touchdowns out there, five drives, five TDs. Yeah. I want to see that translate into Sunday football games that are going to be showing up in the real time. But yeah, I'm excited about the opportunity and the uh, for the team and about the challenge that they have because the 49ers run an offense that is um, it's fast, it's quick. But you know, the last time the Steelers played them with Minka's first time, you know, as a Pittsburgh Steeler, and he ended up with a ton of of turnovers, and it was ended up being a game where you know the Steelers ended up losing. You know, they had that whole situation with. Mason Rudolph being the quarterback and, you know, Ben Roethlisberger being lost that year. But the the reason why the Pittsburgh Steelers were in that game was because of the defense. And I think this defense is going to show up to this challenge as well. I, I've liked the pieces that they put together. The newest uh, Desmond King, uh, great pickup in my opinion. I, I think that this defense going up against the 49ers uh, offense is going to be a great challenge. And I, for one, like the fact that birdie is back because i want to beat this team i want the steelers to beat this team while they have their best players on board i agree it's just time to see it translate time to see everything translate over into regular season ball uh you like the additions they've made you like uh the the team they've put together in pittsburgh let's see it in action uh thank you to all of our listeners got our regulars in here we've got we got afton we've got jared devil we got brian brown robert cotting jersey boy 70 Claude Bishop, bunch of you guys in here. Thank you so much for for hopping in and and joining in the conversation. It's going to be a season to remember in Pittsburgh, no matter what, because the hype is getting real in Steelers Nation, and the national media is starting to come on to the fact that, yes, this might be a dark horse team that can be a little bit – we're seeing continued growth from this team, and Kenny Pickett starting to get on people's radar. I think that's the big deal. We'll see how it plays out, but let's get to our first question here on – the Steelers Sunday night Q&A. That's what we're doing here. So get your questions in. We want to answer those about the upcoming week, about the upcoming game, about the Steelers in general. Get those in. Afton always asking good questions. Do you think Mason Rudolph stays on this team? I do, she says. What do you think there? I think he does, but I think that the Steelers pick up the phone if somebody calls, all right? I think he's a backup number two quarterback quality, maybe even a bridge quarterback, you know, somewhere in the league. You know, for him to be our third quarterback is a blessing for the Pittsburgh Steelers because most teams don't have, well, two quality backup quarterback. We saw what the 49ers went through last season in the playoffs with their quarterback situation. And, you know, the Steelers are going to end up wanting a situation where we have a good backup quarterback, especially because Kenny has missed a couple of games. You know, if the Steelers want to make a deep run, if there is a situation where, you know, the Steelers end up having their quarterback go down for a game or two, you know, having those backup quarterbacks would be essential. And with Mason Rudolph, he's been on the team the longest as far as the quarterback room, knows the offense probably yeah. as good as Kenny. And I wouldn't say as more because I don't think they opened up the book for him. But I, I do think that he knows this offense more than Mitch Trubisky. And I'd argue to say that if need be, I think I'd rather see Mason Rudolph in there than Mitch Trubisky. Hmm. I I don't know if I've gotten to that point on Mitch Trubisky. I think that he can still go out there and be serviceable uh, more than more so than Mason Rudolph, in my opinion. But I think the biggest reason you keep him on this team is that third quarterback rule now uh, where he can he can uh, 
dress and get a helmet on game day and not count against the 53 or uh, against the active roster, that's mm -hmm. a, a big deal. And that third guy you want with some experience if you're Pittsburgh, especially considering Kenny Pickett's concussion history, Mitch Trubisky, I guess not so much of an injury history that I can recall, but still you, you like to, you like to have that emergency quarterback on hand and you like to have it be a guy who can actually deal football. I think Mason can do that in game action. If, if called upon, this is a team that's going to have a, a lot of, of growing to do throughout the season as mm -hmm. well. Once you get into this. So what we've seen so far out of, out of everybody, quarterbacks, anybody, uh, what we've seen out of them so far is just the tip of the iceberg because this team's going to have to uh, adjust on the fly throughout the season. There's going to have to be a lot of different pieces moving in and in and out because of injuries and things like that. So the more depth that you have, quality depth that you have, the better you are. And that goes the same at the quarterback position when you're talking. Uh, do you keep Mason Rudolph on the roster? Let's pull up this question here from Jeff Hewitt. What do you think the placement is with Robinson and Austin week one? In that slot wide receiver role, 80-20, Robinson getting 80% and Austin getting 20%. Good question. Do you have a thought on this, Danny? I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference. I think that yeah, Austin's going to see a few more plays. Um, and I don't know if he's just going to be in the slot either. You know, I think that Austin's going to be replacing, you know, Deontay and and even George Pickens when the time comes for them to get a rest. I think that Austin's he has that ability to play on the outside. In fact, that was his position in college. So I think that Austin's going to get quite a bit of plays, more than 20%. Uh, I don't know if Robinson's going to play 80%. He's, he, he might, but I don't think so. What do you think? Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think Calvin Austin's going to see a good bit of work in the slot. And Allen Robinson could come in on the outside in some situations as well. So I think the, the snap share won't always be you know a, a one for one on these guys um where calvin austin comes in and that means alan robinson's going out you know uh, i would say that you're, you're looking at probably maybe closer to a 60 40 nap count potential to alan robinson and that's in the slot i would say and then you might see alan robinson play a little bit more on the outside i don't think you're putting calvin austin on the outside very much but who knows maybe as a stretch the field guy on some, if you're down in your own end and you and you want to keep the defense honest, but yeah, it's going to be very true very quickly that this this position skill position group, especially the pass catchers, is going to be rotating a lot. There's going to be a lot of bodies in there all the time. During preseason, I felt like Austin played more on the outside than in the slot. In fact, his deep pass from Mason Rudolph was on the outside. Yes. It was. And yeah, so, I think I mean, I would I would consider that more of like, a, I don't know, and maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong, but just the fact that it's you're swapping out teams, you know, first team, second team, third team. And maybe on the second team, he he is more of an outside receiver when you're running other guys in there. But I don't know. It, it could be that he sees some work on the outside that I'm not giving him credit for as well. Yeah. And like another person that I had a, like a maybe not a concern, but I'm thinking that maybe he's not going to see the field as much as we think. And that's Joey Porter Jr. You know, saw him in with the first team defense throughout preseason. Yeah. You know, he was with the backups. I would have thought that they would have wanted to work him in a little bit with the first team if they're going to utilize him in the first team. And then the Steelers go out and get Desmond King. I think that might be more of more there than than, than we anticipate. That's a good thought. I know um, Desmond King has played in the nickel a lot recently. Yeah, every time, anytime you bring in um, a player with that level of experience, you, you'd expect him to be vying for for important snaps pretty quickly but you know the Steelers also have played things a little different this year they're they're willing to go out and get some vets um and at depth positions to back up some of their younger players and 
Um, so we'll see how Joey Porter Jr. shakes out. I think you'll see the field a, a few snaps this week, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's very few and mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson are holding down the fort in week one for sure. And then as the season progresses, so does Joey Porter Jr.'s playing time on the defensive side of the ball. That's something to monitor for sure. I want to pull this one up, pull this one up here from David Sears. It says, if Pickett stays healthy for the season, I 100% believe we will be Super Bowl bound. Your thoughts, please. I don't know if I'd crown us the AFC champs quite yet with a healthy uh, season from Kenny Pickett. There's a lot of good teams in here. But I do like their potential as a playoff team, and I I obviously think that they could go out there and, and win a playoff game. But we're gonna have to see. Um, I'm I'm hopeful that this team can put together a a special season. But I don't know if Super Bowl bound is quite on the table yet. What do you think, Daniel? Well, I always say anything can happen, right? But absolutely, that's true. Um, I think if the Steelers were to be Super Bowl bound, they have to be more than pick at this staying healthy. I think many of your key components on defense have to stay healthy as well. Uh, your offensive line. I think you have some, you know, leeway here and there on certain parts because there's some good depth. And you have Nate, uh, Nate Herb big on the offensive line that can come in, and I think he is starter capable. So, you know, if one of the guards goes down, detrimental loss, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the receivers, the receiver room, you know, I think George Pickens is probably the guy that can do things the most special. Uh, Deontay can get open better than anybody, but – I think, you know, um, Calvin Austin can create that space uh, that Deontay Johnson does with his speed versus his route running ability. So I think that if Deontay went down for a little bit, uh, it's not detrimental. But, you know, like last year, T.J. Watt goes down. Yeah, it it was bad. Now, this year, I think that the Steelers would be okay if uh, there was a problem or, you know, Alex Highsmith or T.J. go down for a couple of games with their depth now. But, you know, middle linebacker is still a question mark. We haven't seen it yet. You know, it's completely new. So I think it depends on on health on all, on both sides. And if that ends up happening, you know, there's a chance. So I think that this is a yeah. team that can – I'll put it this way. I think that the Steelers can beat every team in the NFL, not like it was last year. Last year you didn't feel that way. You know, right. going into Buffalo, it, it felt like it was going to be a game that was going to be a long day, and it was a long day. I don't feel right. that there's going to be any long days this season. Uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think that if on their game that they can beat any team and, you know, we'll see if that ends up being the, the situation. Yeah. The help staying healthy, especially on the defensive side of the ball is, is the key. If the defense defensive playmakers stay healthy, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward and Mika Fitzpatrick, I, I would say those are the key cogs for sure. Um, if they stay healthy for the majority of the season and then your quarterback stays healthy, then I, I don't know if there are any other real Jenga pieces where you pull, pull, that person out for a length of time and the team falls apart. Um, I think that they've, they've done a good job building up enough depth or surrounding these players to, to withstand some, some bad injury luck. Uh, I even agree, uh, or I even believe that on the offensive line where I think that they've, there are a couple of players deep there that can provide at least uh, get you out of a, of a tough situation, potentially without, without killing you. Um, you know, if Dan Moore jr. Comes down, you, 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 trust Broderick Jones to step in and and provide serviceable play at left tackle. And, um, you know, if Mason Cole goes down, then I think this, the team and we should trust as well that Nate Herbig can jump in there and and provide solid snaps at, at center. So it, it's going to be something to watch, obviously, how the Steelers play those injuries. But fingers crossed, knock on wood, whatever you want to do, let's keep those injuries to a minimal as well throughout the season. That'll go a long way to, to getting where we want. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be – It's going to be an interesting ride this year for sure. We're going to take a quick break here. um, And then when we come back, 
We're going to give you a little bit of the contest information that's still going on through tomorrow. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the audio side. If you're listening to us live, watching us live on YouTube, we're not going anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. All right, welcome back to the Steelers Sunday night Q&A. Some exciting stuff going on at fansforsports.com, the new home of the Steel Curtain Network and all of our podcasts, as well as uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, editorial page where uh, a lot of our podcasters uh, put out articles and columns regarding the team and others. And this is a Fans for Sports Network wide contest, so listen up. This is an awesome opportunity if you are looking at the potential of going to the game this weekend, uh, whatever game you, you're wanting to go to. Attention sports fans, are you a fan of an NFL team? If you're listening to this show, I think you probably are. Would you love to attend your favorite team's week one game? Well, you're in luck. Fans First Sports Network is giving away four free tickets to the week one NFL game of your choice, up to $5,000. Those are some dang good tickets, if you ask me. The rules to enter are simple. Step one, go to contest.fansfirstsports.com. Fill out the appropriate information on that page. Submit it. And then step two, find us on Facebook and like our page. That will get you an entry into the contest. September 4th is the deadline. And once you've done that, you'll be officially registered. What are you waiting for? Go enter for your shot at seeing your favorite team live in person in action. Again, the contest ends on Monday, September 4th. So get that in tonight just to be safe. Don't wait around at a chance to get your free tickets, four free tickets. Take your friends, take your family, up to $5,000 cash value. Good luck to you. If you listen to this show and you win, let us know next week, and we will be glad to uh, to share that 
that time with you guys, and we hope you win it. All right, let's get back to the task at hand. Every week we get questions about the roster buildup on this show, and I like it because I think you know I think fans are more in tune to the off season and roster building than they've ever been in 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 sports, uh, specifically uh, since I've been following the Steelers and, and the NFL. Joseph here uh, asks a very good question. Do you think Omar Khan is content with the makeup of the team as is, or will he have some surprises for us down the road? Daniel, what do you think about this question here? I don't think it's the 53 that's going to be available. I, the, there's They're really heavy in the cornerback room right now. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody gets dropped like a uh, James Pierre and then, you know, somebody brought in, but not, not really a surprise, maybe a Kwiatkowski or some, you know, another middle linebacker that can play special teams um, could come in. But yeah, I think that the Steelers are still kind of heavy in the uh, cornerback room. I I can see a move for maybe one getting dropped and and somebody else being brought in, but I don't think there's anything major going to be happening unless there's an injury and, and something needs to happen. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, it would have to be an injury, I think, um, kind of like they did uh, bringing in the linebacker Williamson from the from the Jets a couple seasons ago, making a trade. That would probably be what you what you would see, if anything. Uh, I don't think there's going to be really any more signings. The 16-man uh, practice squad is full. Um, they signed three more players today, Sunday, to uh, fill that out. So, yeah, I, I think that they're set. I think they're ready to rock and roll heading into week one, and then we'll see how it plays out after that. You never know with Omar Khan, though. I think that's the beauty of this thing. Fans are are excited about that is what if some some big-name player is just not content where he's at? Do the Steelers uh, pull off a trade like they did with Minka Fitzpatrick a couple years ago? And I know that was Kevin Colbert, but – you know, Omar Khan has, has proven to be, hey, we're going to we're going to jump on opportunities and make the most of situations. And so I think that 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 could be in play. But we don't know. You never know. That's what makes part of this exciting. So we will stay tuned to how this is all going. Trying to I find do, I do want to say about that, though. Uh, about Minka's trade, there was a huge glaring need for safety. It was, That's it very was true. you know, there's not that much of a huge need for this team currently. So that's why I don't really think that something like that is going to happen this year unless there's a, a huge injury and, you know, the, the team is in position to make a run that maybe yeah. perhaps there's a trade. Sure. That, that would be the key too. you know, where are they sitting? What's the, what's the record, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, um, you know, what are, what, are, what is the entirety of the situation? It's not just, Hey, good player might be available. Let's uh, make a phone call. So I'm sure that they will take uh, their time and make sure that they uh, do things appropriately as they typically do. Uh, another question from Afton. Uh, does anyone on the practice squad surprise you? I was going to say maybe hot rod Wilson or I'm sorry, hot rod. Um, what is it? Rod Williams? I think is the tight end potentially. Um, Rodney Williams. Yeah. Rodney Williams. That's right. They called him hot rod in camp. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I think that that was a, pri- a surprise to me that they brought him back instead of Gentry. But um, that is something to to watch, too. Gentry may end up back. I don't think he's signed with a team yet that I've heard. So um, that's something to watch there. But uh, Rod Williams looked really good in in uh, preseason and in training camp. The team liked what they saw to him. A very athletic guy. Uh, that was probably the biggest surprise to me, though. I thought that they would be bringing back Gentry on the practice squad, but instead they went with this tight end. Does anybody else stand out to you or – is this uh, pretty standard operations for the Steelers here? Uh, Brandon Fihoko. I was surprised okay. that he made back to the practice squad. I thought that he was talented enough to be on somebody's 53-man roster. And, you know, I think that the defensive line room is pretty deep this year. Terrell Austin came out earlier looting 
that they were going to lose somebody out of the defensive line that could play on Sunday. I agreed with him. I agree that Brandon Fajoko was a guy that could be, a, you know, on the 53, even get a hat on Sundays. But, you know, he ends up getting the, being the guy that gets cut. I figure that somebody's going to pick him up. Nobody does, and he ends up back with the Steelers in the practice squad. But sure. that doesn't mean that he'll be there long. When you're on the practice squad, you're, you can get signed away very quickly. Right. So we'll yeah. see how long he, he stays on there. Right. Defensive tackle, defensive lineman injuries are regular things across the league. So a guy of his experience and caliber and the kind of the, the specialization of the position he plays, kind of being a true nose tackle, if you will, run stuffing nose tackle, um, that's going to play into it as well. If a team loses their nose tackle and they need help, watch out. Braden Fajoko might not be long for the Steelers practice squad. That's a good point there. I, I wasn't thinking about him, but he you make a very good point in that um, situation there. Uh, let's talk. This question from Christopher Eleven, kind of going back to, um, you know, the the hype surrounding this team and and how far can they go? When you look at the schedule, though, this question has some merit to it based on the teams that they'll play over the next few weeks, especially leading up into the bye. So Christopher Eleven says, if we stomp the Niners, do you believe we're off to the races? What do you think, Daniel? I think it's a huge, a huge jump in momentum in a positive way. It's a team that basically all offseason the Steelers are underdogs and not given a chance, regardless of who the quarterback was. And regardless if it boasts the end coming back to the team, this team was supposed to be too too high-powered for the Steelers to handle. Yeah. So the Steelers come out here and stomp them to the ground. And with Brock Purdy back, and and let's just say Bosa does end up signing some sort of deal or he comes yeah. in and plays, uh, you know, first week of one. And I would prefer that. I would prefer them to be at their best. And then at that point, I think it is a statement, you know, especially after having the pre you know the Steelers first team offense and defense had throughout the entire time you know it's it's basically confirmation that that wasn't a fluke or just you know preseason being preseason and that this team is really really ready to make a make a run yeah I can just see the the headlines across the national media and the the graphics on the screens time to buy the Steelers after a big week (laughs) one win and you'll see uh, Kyle Brandt and uh, good morning football talking about they tried to warn us in the preseason, and now they come out and stomp the Niners. It's time to believe in this team. I think that would get Steelers fans going. But we've had some comments where people were saying that they would they would prefer the Steelers stay under the radar in the national media. I, I don't have a necessarily necessarily a preference one way or the other. Um, you know, I, I like to hear my team being talked about in the national media. That's just me. But um, yeah, I think you know you you beat the 49ers in your place. Uh, as the Steelers. And then you got to host the Browns on Monday night football. That's, that's going to be tough. The, the Browns have, have proven to be a tough opponent for the Steelers the last few years in primetime games, especially. Um, so the Steelers will have their hands full there. That's a tough matchup too. Let's not overlook that one, but then you've got Raiders Texans, a game against the Ravens. I think if you get to the bye week at three and two, at the very least, I think you're in really good shape for the rest of the season, but you know, four and one is on the table five and oh, definitely on the table so we'll see how it goes i could i could see this team being off to the races especially once you get to the middle portion of the season where you get some teams like rams titans packers cardinals in in that stretch you know that's going to be an area where the steelers are going to have to to win games um if they want to make the play that's the big thing if you want to make the playoffs in the afc this year you can't lose games you just can't do it i don't even know if 10 and 7 guarantees you a a wild card spot you might you'll need tiebreakers still at 
yeah. at double digit wins, I think, in this AFC. We'll see, but that's going to be something to watch for sure as we move forward. As far as the the going under the radar thing, do you see Kenny Pickett and George Pickens having the attitude of not being in the spotlight or, or having that pressure in front of them? I, I feel like if this team is who they who we want them to be, they should handle the pressure very yeah. well and being in the spotlight shouldn't make them weaker if anything right. that should increase their ability you know i would prefer to have players who rise to the pressure versus fold under it and i think these are players that are going to rise to it and i don't think they have the attitude of yeah you know let's let's not have people talking about us i think yeah. like you know look at us kind of attitude Najee harris yeah. as well Exactly. I, I totally agree with you. It, it reminds me of the five star matchup because we're in it days, yep. you know, where I think this is the, that's the kind of swag this team can have with the players that they've got. And Kenny Pickett just embodies that to me. And when you saw you saw him struggle in in early portions of games uh, last season, but then you saw when the chips were down, he just he just put it together. He put the team on his back, took him down the field and, and won football games and obviously relied on some of his playmakers as well throughout that stretch. But, yeah, this is a team built for this, I think. And, uh, you know, whether or not when they get to the playoffs, they can they can hold up against really good teams in a, in a one and done situation. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Mike Tomlin hasn't proven that he can necessarily put his team in position to win those games. So there's going to be a lot of questions to be answered over the course of this season. And when you get to the playoffs specifically, you know, yeah, sure. Great. You made the dance, but Steelers fans want more than that. Just making the playoffs isn't going to be good enough for this fan base this year. And I mean, if you win a, if you win a playoff game, I think then you're it's, it's ahead of schedule probably for what you were wanting it to be in 2023, but still that's, that's the minimum. (laughs) That's the minimum requirement here for Steelers fans. I think is win a playoff game. We'll see if they can do it. Let's pop this question up here. Another one from, from Afton. Do you think DJ has a comeback season? I'm all in on the Deontay Johnson comeback season. Um, I think he's going for over a thousand. I don't know if the touchdown numbers are going to be huge. I, I see three or four touchdowns probably on, on his plate, but uh, just because the Steelers have so many other red zone targets. But I think that they'll be a little bit more explosive, that uh, they're going to be better at handling, you know, defenders out in space uh, as blockers this year. And I think that springs Deontay for maybe some longer scores. But I think he, that he's going to be right up there. And if he's not at a thousand yards, it's going to be very close. And that means George Pickens probably goes off. So one of these two guys is going to lead the team in receiving, and it's going to be for over a thousand yards. So I'm all in on this Deontay Johnson comeback season. And that's, the offensive line improving, that's a running game improving and, and a quarterback uh, improving to really make this this unit go. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think he has a very good season. I actually um, <clears throat> did some predictions on my own, and I predicted that Deontay would probably be team MVP after the end of this season. He's a wow. guy that they think that he's going to end up getting a lot of the balls thrown to his direction. I know that George Pickens is going to make those highlight catches and things, but you know, I, I don't know if he's there yet as being a number one wide receiver and an ability that, that Deontay has to get open. And I just think that he's going to have a huge year this year. And uh, I think he's going to have more than just a comeback year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, and like I said, I, I even picked him in fantasy football this year as my as my receiver. So Wow, okay. <laughs> there good you go. Deal. I need him to have that, a good year. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is um, – that you're, you're staking your claim on that one, uh, doubling down uh, by – by drafting him i missed out on on him and uh, george pickens in my most recent fantasy draft i was really trying to to go for george pickens but he was probably he was taken probably two rounds earlier than than most would i think 
somebody was trying to get him before <laughs> before I did because I was I'm the only Steelers fan in the league and I hadn't had a Steelers player up to that point. They knew I was getting antsy, so they they stole him from me. But yeah, I I'm all I'm down for this DJ comeback season. I think it's just a rising tide floats all boats type situation. You know. Kenny Pickett's going to be better and this this offense is going to be better and is the play calling going to be perfect under Matt Canada I don't know we'll see do they have the players that can overcome play calling a little bit more than they did last year and and probably just make plays even if things break down yeah I think so I think the the Kenny Pickett to George Pickens back shoulder throw or 50-50 ball is is one of the more high percentage plays in football <laughs> and they're going <laughs> to they're going to throw that ball a lot so we're they're they're going to have to change the term 50-50 ball in Pittsburgh because it's not 50-50 when George Pickens is on one end of that. So that's going to be fun to, to see there. I've had some requests here for putting the, the contest link into the comment section. So I just did that if you're listening. So look for that from Steel Curtain Network, I think is what it'll pop up in the chat box. So uh, take a look at that. I'm seeing some, I'm not really a question about it, but I'm seeing a lot of talk about Brock Purdy. In this game, some saying that they're not sure if he's a true test for this defense at quarterback. Is he is he going to be a guy for them? Their offensive line struggles, um, especially at right tackle for for the Niners. There's some issues there, so there's some concern maybe that Brock's going to be under a lot of pressure. Concern for 49ers fans um, and some excitement for Steelers fans. Do you think Brock Purdy is what the 49ers want him to be, or is this a guy that by the end of the season we're going to be the the Kenny Pickett or Brock Purdy conversation is not going to really be one anymore. I think that with Brock Purdy, um, I mean, is he back yet? Is he is he going to be really him? You know, that, that's going to be the question. I think is he going to be him for a full game? You know, he hasn't played a full game this preseason. They, you know, he obviously he wasn't going to play a full game, but you know, he was on limited snaps. I think that there was even a situation where his surgery was pushed back a couple of weeks because yeah. of inflammation, and you know, there was some concern and worry that he was going to be back. You know, I think they might put, have him on a pitch count. You know, and, and run the ball a little bit more than than we would expect him to. So I, I don't really think he's going to be a factor there. As far as seeing uh, Steelers defense uh, with the speed that they have, I, I think it's going to be a good challenge. It's going to be a good challenge, not just for for them, but for, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, because outside of you know the question mark about their quarterback situation and is if he if he's back from the the uh, Tommy was it Tommy surgery and oh, John, yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, same same deal that Roethlisberger had, but to a lesser degree, I believe. Uh, right. Um, it was that ulnar ligament or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. I don't know if I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we'll see. We'll see. I don't think he's going to be um, you know trying for like 40 pass attempts uh, yeah. because of that. I think they're going to limit him. And you know, if the defense can do their part, and if the Steelers can get up in front, I think they can handle this game. Yeah, I think the Steelers like facing heavy play action teams. Because it mm-hmm. means the quarterback's back is to the rusher. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know if um, if you've noticed this in, in a lot of Steelers-Ravens matchups, but every all of the um, RPOs that the that the team would run where uh, Lamar's like, you know, reading the defensive end or whatever to see if he's going to hand the ball off or, or tuck it to throw. Every time um, Lamar Jackson hands the ball off, a Steelers player would hit him. If, if it was within the legal... Uh, limit of doing so <laughs> um, the legal parameters of doing so that wasn't like five steps later or anything like that but if it was a close read and there's somebody in the backfield um, there's a Steelers pass rusher putting a pop on Lamar Jackson reminding him saying hey if you keep this one of these times then you're going down because because I'm here I'm just reminding you that and I think the Steelers like that they can pin their ears back as a pass rush the way they play football on these play action passes and I think with this linebacker core to hopefully be able to clean up 
behind the defensive line on running plays that these edge rushers can can just like I said pin their ears back and go after quarterbacks. I think it matches up really well the this uh, Shanahan offense with the Steelers in Week One. We will see. But along those lines with the pass rush, we got a question here from David Sears. DJ Watt break the sack record this year. I'm going to go with that. He means the the NFL sack record. So 22.5 sacks that he tied two years ago in his defensive player of the year campaign tied with Michael Strahan. Does he break that sack record this year? Daniel, give me your prediction on this one. If he stays healthy, I think there's a good opportunity for him to do so. You know, the year that he broke it, it was the same year that he was getting his contract, which didn't get done until very close to the season starting. And so he had a lot of like soft tissue type of injuries and, you know, that really plagued him throughout that season, and he missed a, a few games. So if he comes back to that caliber that he was and can maintain his health, I, I do think they have an opportunity to at least at least tie it. Now, yeah. you know, the other thing about that season was, <clears throat> you know, the offense wasn't doing so great. So there was yeah. a lot more opportunities for him to get sacks because uh, the defense was on the field all the time. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I think the Steelers' offense is going to be moving in the right direction, and I feel that it's going to give for less opportunity, but I still think he gets either very close, ties it. Uh, I think he has an opportunity to pass it if he stays healthy. I wouldn't have sure. passed him, but I don't know, man, because Alex Highsmith is going to get some sacks too. Yeah. You know, that that would take away from him. It's a tough one. What do you think? I'm going to say no, but I, I'm going to say uh, 17, 18, 19 sacks this season. And I think that's still a fantastic year. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to start with a two uh, in the – in the uh, double digit sacks uh, department for it to be a great season for TJ Watt, especially when you consider the other pieces in the pass rush. I think he's going to be rotated out maybe a little bit more to keep him fresher. That might help with him when he's on the field uh, being a little bit more effective too. I don't know, but we'll see. I I just don't think, you know, a 22 and a half sack season, 23 sacks. That's a special season. That's, Mm -hmm. that's not something that you just, nobody's just firing off 20 plus sack seasons every, every year. So I think it's going to be tough for him to get there with the with you know the help he's got, but maybe also it plays into it that the Steelers might have some more leads this year, so teams are having to throw the ball a little bit more to to stay in games. So maybe he has more pass rush opportunities in situations like that potentially than he has in the last couple of years. So that's something to that could play into this as well. But yeah, yeah I think say- a great season for him. But I'm not saying I'm not, I don't know. 22 and a half 20 or 23 plus sacks. I don't know if that's something that he'll get this year. We'll see. I think it'd be more likely if Baker Mayfield was still in the division. Yeah. You know, he, I, think he, <laughs> yeah. I think he sacked Baker like six or seven times a year. And so yeah. you know, in two we'll see if he can do that to Deshaun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll see if he can, he can continue doing that against Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah. He's proven that he can harass Joe Burrow, you know, uh, even Lamar Jackson, you know, the Steelers have handled him pretty well. So, you know, the, within the division, there's a good opportunity for, for him to get a few. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's pull this question up. This is a good one. Uh, are we confident with the secondary? Um, I wouldn't say a for sure yes yet, but I, I like the trajectory of the secondary. I like the pieces in the secondary, um, but we got to see him play together. I mean, this is a, a basically a brand new secondary from from what we've seen. And you've got a lot of new faces in starting roles and a lot of new people working together for the first time. Patrick Peterson's never played with Levi Wallace and um, Levi, you know, Levi Wallace has never played with Joey Porter Jr. None of them have. This is going to be first times for a lot of these guys. And yeah, you've got Minka on the back end or at safety, but he's got new running mates back there as well. There's no more Terrell Edmonds. So don't be surprised if the Steelers are a little bit of a bend, but don't break secondary. I think they, 
probably give up some passing yards this season, especially early on. But as as you get down into the red zone, into the you know where the field shrinks, and I just think it's going to be tougher for for teams. And I think that as the year goes along as well, that they'll build more of a rapport with each other. They'll um, they'll learn to communicate with each other better as only happens when you play with each other consistently. Uh, if that happens, I think that this, this secondary by the end of the year could be very, very good, but I am a little concerned that at the beginning of the year, they might have their growing pains. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's uh to be determined. <laughs> yeah. You know, the only person that I'm comfortable with in the secondary as of now is Mika Fitzpatrick. Everybody else is, is a little bit of a question mark in my opinion, even Levi Wallace last year, he got burned quite a bit early on in the season. Now, mm-hmm. you know, a, Pass coverage best friend is uh, pressure, and I think the Steelers are going to run a lot of pressure. I think they're going to blitz quite often early in the season to compensate for what they lack in experience, camaraderie, and chemistry in the secondary. So I can see that being a situation early on. You know, I, I think that confidence will grow as the season goes along. As I also think that their play will get better as the season goes. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. See, let's hit this one. This is a kind of a flying under the radar deal for the Steelers, but Chris Boswell has struggled, um, especially last year. He struggled uh, making some kicks, and there were some injury issues there. Uh, Bob Yeager asked, do you think Chris Boswell will make it through the, this year without injury? Um, I'm hoping so. Uh, I think if he does go through without injury, that he kind of regains his form a little bit. That kind of under the radar, um, quietly, he he lost last year and uh, wasn't making some of the kicks that we're accustomed to as fans of, of the, the Wizard of Oz. I think uh, he wasn't necessarily Mr. Automatic every time, uh, especially as the season was, was uh, continuing along towards the end of the year. But Chris Boswell, he's a huge part of this team because they want to be able to trust him to make those long kicks and be accurate and you know, get them out of tough situations. If Kenny Pickett takes a sack on third down at the at the 35 yard line, they you know, you want to be able to trot out Chris Boswell and say, Yeah, we got three points. And I think if they have that confidence and that opens up the the rest of the team as well. What do you think? Yeah, it's gonna be that one's gonna be tough because Chris has been a little been hit with the injury bug throughout his career. And you know, he's had some years that, that were bad. And I think that he had a couple a year a couple of years ago he had one that was pretty healthy and and he came up. I mean he ended up getting a pretty good contract out of that year. I think it's important for him to stay healthy. You know, I don't think the Steelers are going to be trotting him out there for 50 plus yard kicks like they were last last season. I think they're going to get a little bit closer more often and a little bit more of those, you know, easier type of kicks to make and not having to kick a 50 plus yarder in the, the cold. I can assume that that doesn't help your injury issues. You know, I think that maybe perhaps he'll have that opportunity this year to not have to do so much work, but I don't know. You want to have him do a lot of work and stay healthy. I think it's a big year. If, if he ends up going down with some injuries, I think there could be clear about Boswell in the future or for the future after the season. I agree. Well, Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us in this episode of the Steelers Sunday night Q and a, excuse me. Sorry. We couldn't get to all of your questions. We have run out of time here on the show, but we appreciate everyone who asked questions. There's going to be, a lot coming your way from the Steel Curtain Network this week as Steelers prepare for their regular season opener. So uh, a lot of your questions are probably going to get answered in the discussions over the next week. Uh, look for myself on the Steelers fix on Tuesday. Andrew and I are going to be recording that a little bit later tonight. So uh, we're going to do our big prediction show. And uh, So come on down to see where we have the Steelers 
uh, in the uh, AFC pecking order, as well as our picks for Super Bowl and everything like that on the Steelers fix coming to you this Tuesday at noon. Daniel, got anything to plug before we head out of here? Yeah, tomorrow you can catch me and Shannon White at 5 p.m. Eastern on the uh, Steelers hangover. And Friday on the audio side only, I'll be doing a little preview of the Steelers 49ers game on the audio side only. So make sure you go check that out. Awesome stuff. As always, from Daniel J at State of Steelers. You can follow me on Twitter at the Bets93. That's gonna do it for us here on the Steelers Sunday night QA. We hope you all have a fantastic Labor Day. Go Steelers. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.